0: Bow, 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 bow,
1: bow. <sighs> Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, Episode 9. I'm your co-host Mateo.
0: I'm your co-host Ren.
1: Today's episode is a discussion around religion and spirituality. Before we get into today's episode, uh we would like to shout out our student newspaper for mentioning our podcast. Um We've been mentioned in previous articles before, but to have uh, to be recognized on the school level is pretty important to us. Yeah,
0: shout out our student-led newspaper. We will put the article link in our episode description. Very well written. Provides perspective on why we're doing this. Um, so I just wanted to shout out the MAV. We'd also like to announce our live stream event. Uh, as we mentioned in last week's episode, we will be doing a live stream event where we talk about lessons we've learned, personal experiences, and engage with you the fans in a live setting so that will be we're officially announcing on april 1st at 4 p.m mountain standard time Mm -hmm. additionally during this live stream we will be announcing the guest spot giveaway winner as we said before um entry into the guest spot giveaway will close march 28th and we will be announcing the winner on our live stream yes so go enter in the giveaway uh, put that date on your calendars engage with us in the live stream event um we'll put out a another poll on our episodes around what we, you would what the audience would like us to talk about mm-hmm. on our stream event. Yep. And we're hoping to have a really good time with that.
1: Yeah. So this episode was actually voted for by you guys, so well uh, you asked and we're delivering. Um today we're going to be discussing the stoic perspective on the existence of God and spirituality and then furthermore discussing our personal relationship uh with the religion in our lives. And then we're going to discuss last, uh, the development of spirituality. Yeah, like
0: you said, it was mentioned, uh, he, he mentioned, we did a poll, and this is what you guys wanted. It's also something that we've really wanted to talk about, because we definitely have different and pretty much opposite experiences with religion. And so it's something that we actually probably disagree on in some areas, which is new for us in terms of the podcast. So it'll be a really fun episode today.
1: We certainly agree on spirituality and its importance, but I definitely think the contrast in religious beliefs is going to be an interesting discussion. Great. Okay. So the we're gonna to start today off with a few uh, with a quote or two. So the first quote is about is from Marcus Aurelius discussing spirituality and gods, and he says, "Live a good life if there are gods and they are just." then they will not care how devout you've been, but will welcome you based on the virtues you have lived by. If there are gods, but unjust, then you should not want to worship them. If there are no gods, then you will be gone, but will have lived a noble life that will live on in the memories of your loved ones. Now, it's important to note that Stoicism is not connected to Christianity or religion. Um, Although Stoicism does refer to the gods, it is a philosophical doctrine without religion
0: right um many stoics you know they grew up in ancient rome ancient greek so they had a concept of religion they had a um concept of uh polytheism and polytheistic beliefs but many stoics believe that god was just kind of a system of law and order mm-hmm. it wasn't like the belief of like we have or not we have but many have of like there's a god or gods and they look this way or there's a certain entity. They didn't believe in that. They believed that it was kind of a system. Seneca has a quote that says that a sacred spirit dwells within us and is the observer and guardian of all our goods and ills. However, we treat the spirit, so does the spirit treat us. In truth, no one is a good man without God. Or is there anyone who can rise superior to fortune without God's aid? It is God who supplies us with noble thoughts, with upright counsels, and each and every good man resides a god, which god remains unknown. And it goes to show, again, that the concept of God was something that Stoics believed in, but it wasn't what we in society would define God as today. Right. It was something where it was within us all and it wasn't like a superior entity to worship. It was more something that provided you a sense of order, a sense of justness in your actions. Right. Um, like Seneca said in his quote, without God, there wouldn't be honorability, there wouldn't be discipline, there wouldn't be virtue. Um but they didn't say, you know, worship God in this way or do these things to honor God. They just said that, you know, God is a system of law and order. And without, you know, that system, life wouldn't be just. And so there had to be some higher being
1: right, in existence. And it's interesting, too, because e- each individual Stoic had their own beliefs and opinions. But it's important to note that religion isn't like the... Uh, stepping stone or foundation of stoicism it was just seemingly incorporated into those beliefs individually uh depending on which philosopher you look at um stoicism itself is a very it's not religion in a traditional sense but it is a deeply spiritual way of life that it is designed to transform the practitioner so before it's interesting i always thought that religion and spirituality you could either have one or the other and we'll talk about this later, but i found now that I think they go hand in hand. Like religion can be a sense of spirituality the way, the way you look at it.
0: Uh, well, yeah, we'll address it later, but I, th- I, I feel like I sort of agree. I feel like spirituality is the base and then you either choose to add like religious beliefs onto it or not. Um, spirituality can be found in a lot of areas outside of religion. So religion is just another form of spirituality that you can choose whether or not to add. Um, the great thing about stoicism is that stoicism isn't like attached to one system of beliefs. Right. a lot of philosophy is able to transition between whatever religion you practice whatever you believe in and stoicism the same way um if you're Muslim if you're christian if you're um, jewish if you're athe even if you're atheist like you can believe in changing your mindset and constantly right. evolving it okay. does it's yeah. independent of. The existence of a god or the existence of your religious beliefs stoicism exists outside of those parameters because it's purely in your control and purely your logic and your thinking which you know you can have varying opinions of whether you get that from a a god or some mm-hmm. higher entity but ultimately you can practice stoicism no matter what you believe in believe in religiously
1: right. and that that's a great point i mean i found stoicism and what again I'll elaborate on this more but before I hit I was a religious person I considered myself to be religious that's when I found stoicism and it led into that
0: well that's what's funny right I had the exact opposite I kind of now I think that um, and this is kind of bleeding into our personal experience so I grew up Catholic and I grew mm-hmm. up going to church most weekends more often than not and then I kind of to transition away from religion as life events happened to me and so I'm not gonna say that like stoicism caused me to lose that religious aspect but it's certainly interesting that it came during that time so Mm -hmm. um it's definitely goes hand in hand with me doing it but i wouldn't say it's a direct cause so it's interesting that we kind of have um two separate experiences around religion as we found stoicism very opposite
1: situations and it's interesting if you look at stoicism and you try to relate it to um a religion it's it's shown that stoicism and buddhism are two remarkably similar philosophies that funnily enough, were created independently thousands of miles apart. Buddhism was founded in in around 500 B.C. in what's considered to be present-day Nepal. And as we talked about, Stoicism began in Athens, Greece, around 300 B.C. So similar time periods, but very different locations. And both are very focused on just the spiritual and personal development and transformation of an individual, which is beautiful. Um, you don't have to be religious in order to be stoic you don't have to necessarily be uh, stoic to be religious but
0: well i don't really even think that you have to be spiritual in a sense that many would define it to be stoic or a philosopher um we'll talk about intellectual um spirituality and i think that that goes well with stoicism but many forms of spirituality exist independently outside of stoicism so like most other things that we've discussed, stoicism isn't the end all be all, but it's another tool you right. can have in your wheelhouse to apply to these situations.
1: Right, and it ultimately depends on what you want. I mean, we we're seeking a life of high virtue and high honor, and mm-hmm. stoicism is just a great stepping stone to get there, and great morals and philosophies to live by. And I think that leads into a really good transition to our personal relationship with religion, in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you were mentioning that you grew up Catholic and then you kind of transitioned out of it, so.
0: Yeah, so um, I was—I forget when I was baptized, but I was baptized around the age, and this is gonna show like how not engaged with Catholicism I, I am. But um, I was baptized around the age that you should be baptized, and I mm-hmm. was raised okay. Catholic. My family is Catholic, and I went to you know Catholic elementary schools, went to a Catholic middle school for one year before transferring, and to me, like growing up as a kid, like, I wasn't very, like, logical or, like, questioning. So I was like, okay, cool. So, like, this happened and this happened and, you know, the priest is saying this and that that checks out. So, like, I'll go do that. And, like, I was never somebody who, like, really got into it. Like, you'll see at the Catholic schools, there are always those kids who, like, get really into it and who are really, really religious. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But I wasn't one of those kids. I was somebody who was just like, okay, I'll go along with this. I was never somebody who was, like, you know, incredibly into it. And then about a year ago, like two years ago. So um, after middle school, I went to a Catholic high school. That was not the best experience ever. And it was no fault of like religion or Catholicism. It was the fault of like the kids at the school, but it kind of made me question about it because between the fact that the people who there were supposed to be religious and Catholic were very non religious, very non Catholic you know they were sinning like it it was it was crazy to me that i go to that school and there are people who are worse in terms of morality than a school that wasn't catholic or religious and between that and like the bullying and the social isolation i was like okay so i'm gonna kind of question my beliefs and then covid happened and i stopped going to church and i kind of just like fell off the wagon of religion and then i looked into it and i was like you know I've never really truly, like, believed in this. It's just been what I was told, and right. I went along with it. And so I would say that I'm still Catholic. I wouldn't say I still I still believe in the existence of God. But there's a lot of times where I question, like, the justness and fairness, mm. um, especially as it relates to the whole family situation with abuse and stuff. Um, with the perpetrator, that kind of getting away with it scotch-free, I was like, you know, how... What a loving, how would a just God kind of let that happen in a world. You know, somebody who I mean, made fun of us when we went to church was terrible to us just as as a person. You know, how do they get away scotch free? And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to go worship a God that would let that happen. And that, you know, that may upset some people but that's just what I experienced. And so now I'm kind of in the boat where I think I might want to go to church but I'm not somebody who's like going to actively practice. I question a lot of the stuff that the Catholic Church teaches. Um, they're certainly getting better in the modern era, but I question a lot of the stuff that they've taught. And I would still do question like the justness and the really true lovingness mm-hmm. of God. So it's something that, um, certainly a contrast to your situation where I've gotten increasingly less and less religious as um, my life has progressed, but I would still say that I'm spirituality-wise. like For me, spirituality is like nature. It's like meditation. It's sure. not religious and that's why i'm saying that spirituality is the base and then religion is another tool Mm. so for me spirituality has always taken precedence even when i was a practicing christ or practicing catholic spirituality was the priority because religion to me is a set of stories it's a set of books it's a set of lessons but spirituality is my personal experience and what enhances my life what makes me feel more than myself and so it's whether or not religion makes you feel that way and adds on to the spirituality not the other way around
1: Interesting. I, I definitely agree with your point where you said spirituality is kind of the base. Because I feel like if you're a spiritual person, then it's a lot easier for you to be spiritual first. And then if you were to become religious, just add that into a part of your spirituality. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because I do have a contrasting view, I would say for me it was religion sort of helped me tap into my spirituality. It was kind of a, a gateway for that. Mm-hmm. So you said that... and. It's interesting that you said so. You were raised Catholic. I am religious, but I don't necessarily agree with the Catholic and the Catholicism preachings. Um, I go to a non-denomin- non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. It's a Christian church, and so I grew up atheist originally. My mom was baptized, and she was raised Catholic, and she had kind of the same thing you did. Is she kind of just didn't really agree with a lot of what was going on, and she kind of fell off the the wagon and sort of straight away from that and that's not no judgment towards my mother in any way um, that's just what happened and I think I went to church maybe once when I was y- very very young and then it just never happened so I grew up atheist and then moved in with my extended family and um, it was still you know we never went to church which is I'm not judging by any means I'm just stating uh, the facts and I'd, I I had friends that were religious uh, I went before I moved uh, when I was still in around kindergarten, first grade, there were these students at my uh, school that I remember that were very religious. and But it was almost too religious to the point where you weren't necessarily living. And again, I was very young, so my perception of this could have been um, skewed a little bit because of my lack of understanding of the world at such a young age. But it was something that I didn't want to do. And then around fresh, I think it was sophomore or junior year, summer, um, I had a, I had formed a great group of friends, and they actually, they were all religious. They all went to the non-denominational church that I go to now. And there was a winter church camp, and they asked me to come, and I was like, "Okay, I'd love to go." You know, just because I was still unsure. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't believe in God, but I didn't necessarily believe in Christianity and what it was saying. It was also a very interesting time coming out of COVID, where there was a lot of political unrest in the world. Um, that made me think about a lot of things. So I was kind of lost with myself and I was like okay I'm going to try this and I went and it didn't I had a great time with my friends but the religious aspect didn't really resonate with me at all and I was like yeah I just don't really think this is for me and then uh June 2022 uh, I talked about in the previous episodes really where I really had this awakening and I found stoicism. And then it really, I, there were a lot of uh, influential figures on social media that I started seeing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them were talking about God and it, it kind of made me think, and I started to see a lot of connections between stoicism and what these people were talking about God. Yeah. Certainly your point where you said, how could a just God, forgive people who have done such terrible things mm-hmm. like you were saying. And I certainly question that myself. I, I see I, I've i wondered that myself and I don't necessarily know the answer to that question but so I started looking into it more and recently this past winter I went to another camp. I tried to give it another shot and it was the best thing I've ever done. I truly felt a connection with my friends that we were bonded by this higher power that I just never felt before. And um since then I've been going to church on Sundays Um, I think the three biggest connections I see between religion and stoicism are just um, honesty uh, virtue and honor Um, living a life and and they all coincide together and tie within one another but in living a life where you're living with humility for God um, this is my opinion again but uh, that'll come you'll begin to start living honorably and virtuously with and i started to see these connections and so i've been going to church on sunday and just trying to learn more about christianity as a whole and my relationship with god and how it's helping me and i've seen improvements in my life and i've surrounded myself with people who also feel the same way and you who may have a contrasting belief we can still discuss it and come to terms with how we feel and maturely have a conversation about things like this which i think is very important
0: well and that highlights one of my concerns about religion is that and this isn't everybody this is i believe it's a select few but religion is such a controversial issue if you look at religion has caused many wars religion Mm -hmm. still causes wars today and conflicts today you look at israel and palestine which is a terrible situation and it's just purely based on religion and even in america where people can't discuss religious beliefs without you know being prejudiced or getting angry, or, you know, having that amount of hate. To me, I think that, and and this is purely my opinion, that's a byproduct of religion, and so I kind of question the innate goodness of religion, if that's kind of what is produced by religion, if that's the byproduct of religion in the modern world, then you know, how good really is it if it's causing mass conflicts. Another problem that I have, and, you know, not to call out the, the group that you go with, but it's certainly in our generation is that religion to me especially going to that school and seeing the sinful ways of people who are supposedly catholic and so religious is that religion often in our generation is used as a crutch to be like okay you know i do this on the mm-hmm. we, on the weekdays and I'm very sinful on the weekdays and don't live a religious moral life but i go to but church, go to on, church sunday. on sunday so i'm a good Christian.
1: So, and there's there's that's a great point. There's certainly a stigma around religion and Christianity today. Uh, because of that, there's a lot of people, like you were saying, who you can say you're Christian and still go to church, but be a morally unjust person. And like you said, it's very interesting, all the religions that exist around the world, because there are so many cultures. And you're like, well, how can there be so many different gods? Like, which one's right? Are, are any of them right? And that's... It's... It, I don't have an answer for that, and I don't know if anyone truly has an answer for that, because ultimately, religion is just simply faith. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I have learned about religion is that it hasn't gone away, ever. It's Even when it sometimes gets shoved under the rug, it's always found a way to stay prominent in any area of the world, which I do find interesting. And I heard this example, which resonated with me. So let's say that God wasn't real. Right, and you had a town of a thousand people and they all believed that the, this God was real but it, but he wasn't um, but they were all living justly and honestly, humbly, with humility um, the force, just the, the force of faith and the force of belief you could label it as God forcing them to live justly even if it wasn't like a real force or person well I think I mean, like, my belief is certainly isn't
0: that God isn't real. I believe that God's real. I just question, like, how we interact with God and how we teach about God. But in that example, to me, I don't see why, you know, being religious or saying, you know, God is my leader, like, anything like that, a lot of what Christianity preaches, I don't see why that should be the reason why you live justly. And that's certainly not for a lot of Christians. And I think we're setting around Christianity because that's both what we grew up in, but I think this goes for a lot of religions. I don't necessarily see God having to be the reason why you live justly. I feel like without the existence of a God, you could just as certainly live justly and recognize that that's the right thing to do. God, to me, just seems like a fallback option a lot of times to people. And so to me, it's not that appealing when, you know, I'm a person of logic, so I'm not going to rely strictly on just faith Mm -hmm. that something is true. I'm a person that, you know, really hates to see hypocrisy and really hates to be, you know, I'll take feedback i'll take you telling me like to do something because it's morally just but you have to mm-hmm. be following through on that you can't be um you know saying one thing talking out of one side of your mouth but then doing something else that right. goes against it with the other and so you know it it really truly does irk me a lot of times so when you see it's really funny and it's people who are around us who you see people posting like you know um quotes from the bible or bible passages or yeah yep. And you know that person is doing the exact opposite right. of what it's saying. So I just saw so much of that that at a certain point I was like, I don't want to be around these people. Sure. I don't want to be around the religion at all. And
1: that's exactly where the stigma stems from is hypocrisy. Right. Yeah. You have people who are saying, one, oh, I'm this, and then doing the exact opposite. And that's, I also had that same thing where there's plenty of people in our school, in our community, everywhere in the world who preach one thing and practice the other. Um, I think the way I view it is if I just do my best to be a righteous human and like you said God is a, and like Seneca said God is simply a structure mm. um, it, it's kind of a pathway that I would see that I would follow in order to live virtuously because I know that although I feel like I, my ego wants me to think that I can do all these things by myself I feel that if I have faith in this higher power that is controlling the uncontrollable Then it's easier to accept the things that I can't control. Where if I, for example, this earlier this year, it was really tough. I had a few family members pass away within a very short amount of time, and I was like, "Why is this happening to me?" But in the back of my head, I said, "God's plan is happening for a reason. Like there's a purpose that all of this is happening." Um, If you can't control it, don't worry, and it really helped me get through that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting because I feel like there are parts of religion that are very helpful, and also parts that. All right,
0: right and what's interesting about that is like you can very obviously very easily apply that to stoicism and for me when i was going through things you know earlier this year where i had to move i had to get a protection order you know i was fearing right. for my mother and myself self safety like that of like okay god's got this and it's you know it's whatever because mm-hmm. that wasn't good enough for me so i pivoted to stoicism so it's interesting yeah. that we kind of have that opposite Mm -hmm. And yet, we kind of believe in the same thing around stoicism, right? So, it's just interesting to see that parallel. And I think the conclusion that I come to from like conversations like this is that as long as we have a healthy dialogue, as long as we have a respectful conversation, like let the person believe in what they're Mm going to believe in, and it works for them. So, why question what they're believing in?
1: And I think the common ground between us is stoicism, Mm -hmm. stoicism has linked you to like kind of stray away and see more in the spirituality and it's for me it allowed me to kind of transition into religion but like you said having the healthy dialogue and being able to have these conversations and accepting the fact that because we are both human we're going to believe different things it's completely normal that's what the world needs is you don't have to be right you just have to be understanding
0: well and i have a problem and I mean, I'm, I am going to target Christianity with this because this is largely a Christianity tactic of like trying to preach to other people and convince other people you're right and that they need sure. to follow. Mm-hmm. Like I have a big problem with, you know, you see someone has different beliefs or like mm-hmm. somebody who's atheist and you're like, why are you atheist? Like blah, 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 blah. Given these Bible verses, given the reason to believe in God and you are like come to church sometime, like mm-hmm. let the person live the life that they're going to live. Like if they come to church, they come to church. If they don't, they right. don't whatever they're doing is working for them spiritually and religiously mm-hmm. so let them kind of live their beliefs right. and experience that and you know if your belief is in God eventually you know your faith should tell you that eventually they'll come
1: right the terms with God and right do that and it's interesting you say that because I've seen um, on both sides like people who do believe in God people get shamed and people who don't they get shamed for not believing mm-hmm. but it's also interesting because I've seen that a lot in politics around the world too. I, like I said, coming out of COVID when there, were, when there was a lot of unrest, um, you got shamed for being left or shamed for being right yeah. heavily by both sides. And it was very mm-hmm. interesting to see that. If, if people had abided by the laws of stoicism and just implemented that into their lives, it'd be so much easier to just accept that someone believes something and that you can't necessarily change their opinion but using logic and reason and yeah. facts to form an opinion is the most important. So as long as you're doing that, I would say then it's there's no reason to challenge somebody else's opinion.
0: Right. No, and I always come back to, to kind of go off on the tangent, when we talk about politics and socialism, I always come back to that story that we led on with in the first episode of how um, Greece sent three philosophers to Rome to argue that unfair tax. I forget mm-hmm. what it's on. Um, the first two failed miserably, and then the Stoic philosopher came, wowed them with just like his calmness and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were able to yeah. have a respectful dialogue. And then Rome rescinded the tax, which was unheard of. I always come back to that. It's in an idealistic world if you know everybody could be respectful, everybody could get along, everybody could respect each other's opinion. Right. But we're not in an idealistic world, so the best mm-hmm. thing you can do is formulate your opinions based on fact and reasoning, right. and letting people live their own lives and only controlling what you can control.
1: And, th- and that's the thing too. I mean, if everybody agreed with everybody's opinion, then there wouldn't be growth, and there wouldn't the field be thinking, knowledge. Right? Yeah. There wouldn't be thinking. There wouldn't be new ideas. Everything would just be the same. There wouldn't be growth. So it's important that there are disagreements and that there are conflicts. But there's definitely a fine line between disagreeing with somebody and then forcing your opinion on other people. And you see these influential figures um, talk about their beliefs, but they're not necessarily saying that you are. Um, unjust or unlawful for not believing these things. They're just saying what has helped them and what they think is right. Right. Yeah. So um, on that note, uh, let's dive in more into the spirituality side, uh, kind of transition away from religion and talk about uh, spirituality. So we define spirituality as uh, the recognition of a feeling or a sense or belief that there is something greater than uh, oneself. Something more to being human than sensory experience and that the greater whole of which we are a part is cosmic or divine in nature
0: Right. And so like I was saying spirituality I feel like is the base in terms of higher order thinking, you know, thinking of higher entities Spirituality I think is independent from religion. Spirituality is kind of At least in my experience when I was searching for spirituality is more like a process of finding what gives you kind of that sense of peace that Mm -hmm. sense of calmness um many people would call it like an out of body experience mm-hmm. which i don't know about you but i've had that a few times while meditating um you know when it's that moment where if you have a memory where like you're in a stadium or something and life just feels like bigger than yourself um there's a higher power maybe you could define it as that or it's just like life feels so grand mm-hmm. and so joyous and so much more than just you know your narrow perspective right that's spirituality for me mm-hmm. And I've really journeyed in my searching for spirituality, even outside, like, of religion. I haven't gotten into religion, obviously. My search for spirituality took me to nature, and I think that's one of the many popular forms of spirituality nowadays. But spirituality is so fluid in terms of what Mm -hmm. people experience and what makes them feel the characteristics that I listed that spirituality is really hard to pin down. So it's something where it's like a personal experience more than anything.
1: Well, especially in stoicism, I mean, that's one thing they talk about, right, is nature. Mm -hmm. That nature is the one and all. It's the... Like, it oversees essentially everything. Everything is either a part or a product of nature. And, you know, there's the... If you look at the psychology behind what being in nature does to the mind and how being in green areas um, increases your serotonin production and makes you happy and you just feel this deep state of relaxation, it's no wonder that we have a vast amount of the population that's not connected with themselves because we don't necessarily have, at least in America and a lot of the world, but we don't have large um, areas of nature open anymore. It's very industrialized, essentially, everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I count ourselves very blessed to grow up in Colorado because we have the mountains Mm -hmm. that are just accessible to everybody. We have a lot of nature, but certainly in America, and I mean in a lot of the world, green space is being... Mm -hmm torn down green space yep. is not right. being utilized and that's a problem thankfully we have the national park system so not all the green space is going to taken away but right.
1: it would seem that they cease to exist especially as um you know the population increases and the, the demand for businesses and space and pro- um, ownership of property increases as well
0: and what i've noticed is that even in the existing green space we have the respect for it has lessened agreed um we've already talked about how we find it really silly how people go on hikes and stuff. They go into nature and they take technology with them. But right. there's also the people you know, who don't respect trails, who don't respect mm-hmm. wildlife. And I feel like I've seen that as I've grown up in Colorado. I've seen that rise right. to the point where, I mean, it angers me sometimes when I go out in nature, I go on hikes, like the amount of disrespect for nature that mm-hmm. I see. And it kind of takes the value of nature out of it for everybody.
1: Right. Well, and we've definitely, certainly started to live this artificial life and not appreciated nature as much especially when we're just consumed by technology all the time it's very easy to overlook um the importance of what nature does when we're not even in it the majority of our lives um but if you just look at the studies um about like like our previous episode discussed anxiety and depression how being in nature can reduce that our Anxiety and depression levels have skyrocketed because we've spent 90% of our time inside, but that's in our previous episode. But there are different types of spirituality that is important to note. Um, You said that categories like mystical and intellectual reflect more of your personal spiritualness and your personality, but activities like meditation and being in nature uh, bring different levels of joy for different people. And that can be a different side of spirituality
0: well and when we talk about spirituality I feel like being spiritual and having a good sense of spirituality also means knowing yourself mm-hmm. and so it's really interesting to look at the categories like you said and how they reflect what you are as a person like I'm a big believer in intellectual spirituality where you're always like searching for knowledge mm-hmm. you're applying knowledge everything I already mentioned it but being spiritual means you know yourself whether it's mm-hmm. your personality what brings you joy where you find peace it's all about knowing yourself and then situating right. yourself within life and i already talked about kind of that searching for that so searching for spirituality has been really beneficial to me not only because it's brought me peace you know it's giving me those good memories but it's also you come to terms with yourself and what your personality is where it's weak where it's stronger mm-hmm. um i know you were talking to me before you got on this episode about chakras and yeah. noticing kind of where you're weak spiritually
1: yeah it's chakras are very interesting because they're said to be the, the wheels of energy that are located throughout your body and there's i think there's seven chakras there are seven main chakras that go from uh, the they align the spine and they start from your tailbone they go all the way up to your head and as somebody who's been into this i think it's very important to note that energy comes in all kinds of different forms and if you want to be very scientific about this we know that energy can neither be created nor destroyed so it's always transferring in one form or another everything in the world is essentially a transfer of energies and it just depends on how you receive and how you give what that energy is going to be it's going to determine what form it takes now certainly when you're talking about a chakra a lot of people don't even know what a chakra is. Mm-hmm. You've definitely some people have heard of it, but a lot of people don't actually know what it is. And what's interesting is how powerful the energy within yourself can be. It's almost like your body is its own universe. You know, if you go to right. like the quantum level, there are so many small intricate details to your body that you could essentially call it its own world the way it's operating. And stoicism itself is not like we said it's not religion, but it's such a spiritual way of life that's designed to just absolutely transform whoever is seeking to become more spiritual. And you said that intellectual spirituality, that comes with an extreme realization of self-awareness and understanding who you are. Well, what I concluded from chakras, and it's kind of,
0: you know, unrelated to what we were talking about, but it's just interesting to see the difference between like Western and Eastern medicine. I know, I don't have yep. a very in depth knowledge of chakras, but I do know that they originated from India mm-hmm. and they're more of that Eastern medicine. If you look at kind of ancient Chinese medicine mm-hmm. with their like different strategies for taking heartbeats and how deeper level heartbeats correlate with organ functions, and you know, I've watched videos around that. It's just interesting, it's just striking the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Where Eastern medicine is more holistic and looking at mm-hmm. bodily functions, your energy, more things outside than what traditional Western medicine would look at, where you know, it's just. How are you feeling? What's wrong with you? Here's medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people who are spiritual kind of realize that that's not the solution. And I think they live a lot more healthy lives because they're focused on that holistic view. And that's why I think spirituality is so important to talk about both inside and outside of stoicism is that spirituality, you know, numerous benefits. Like I said, it's somewhere where you find peace. It's somewhere where you find joy. It's something where you create these memories. You get a deeper understanding of yourself. And I think you become a more... Holistic person in terms of okay. your world outlook and your view on a lot of things, namely like medicine, and just your place within society, mm-hmm. and like like all topics, I think we encourage you to try and discover your spirituality. I don't think we're advocating for any spiritual type of spirituality over another. It's something that I think is more personal than anything we yeah, talked about.
1: It's gonna vary from person to person. Ultimately, like we said, spirituality is just finding that divine purpose in yourself and feeling that feeling a part of a greater purpose and a greater whole. Um, it was interesting. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but when you were talking about the holistic medicine in the Eastern world, um, I've always wanted to go to Japan or China and see just the ancient temples with the, the fountains and the green and just the lushness of the nature that surrounds that area of the world just to feel connected. I feel like it's very living more in harmony with the land rather than trying to live live artificially instead of living with nature. And, you know, the, especially with Western medicine, we were talking, um, we've talked about this before, but when Rockefeller essentially had 25% of the nation's wealth, he abolished holistic medicine and replaced it with petrol based medicine, which is oil. And so you have, instead of Eastern medicine, which focuses on um, the root cause and identifying that and taking care of that to heal the person, you have Western medicine that says, oh, you have a problem, here's a solution instead of looking into what's causing it. But like we said, with spirituality, it's, it's going to be an individual journey for everybody. It's going to look different for everybody. Medi- meditating for you might not work for meditating for somebody else. Um, if you, everybody is surrounded by a different, our international listeners um, versus us. I mean, there's a different demographic of geography that we're surrounded by, but getting out in nature regardless is still going to be very beneficial in a spiritual journey. I would say that's my one non-negotiable for becoming a spiritual person is connecting with nature.
0: Right, and I think when we talk about the personal journey to kind of wrap up our episode, it's similar to Stoicism where you personally know what you need. You know it gives you joy. You know it brings you peace. So embrace that and when you're starting your journey, find things that you don't think bring you those things and see if they actually do and you just didn't give them a fair chance like most things it's a you know just try now why would you delay yourself from trying and you don't have to be religious to be spiritual i f- feel like
1: be spiritual to be religious
0: i i feel like that's debatable but um i um yeah it's it's debatable for me but sure it's your opinion whatever you want to believe in i think nobody should challenge that it's just crucial that you stick to your beliefs mm-hmm. and challenge them when they need to be challenged embrace them when they need to be embraced and grow as a person stoicism talks about growing i think spirituality follows that same track Mm -hmm. grow as a person become more in tune with yourself and a recommendation we have check out holistic medicine check out eastern Mm -hmm. medicine
1: look into it for sure and uh, you were saying that stoicism is essentially infinite growth, and so is spirituality. You can always grow more as an individual from the inside out. Everything that you have or that you desire to be is already within you. It's not going to come from an outside source. The only thing that you can do is make an informed decision. and I think that's a big takeaway. Is before, If you are stuck on what you think you believe or what you don't know if you believe, research it. Become informed make an informed decision before you formulate your opinions like we were talking about that's very important mm-hmm. Rather than just having opinions based on feelings, you know know your stuff and with, like I said with religion. It's simply faith. but research it um, Understand what best resonates with you and don't be ashamed of what you believe And don't let other people challenge you on it. Yeah, stand strong in your beliefs so Thank you for everybody who's been tuning in. Uh, Another shout out to all our international listeners. Uh, I think we've broken over 20 countries that we have listeners in. So we would like to thank you all for taking the time to tune in. And we'd
0: like you to give your perspective on this, uh, especially the holistic medicine part, but your perception of spirituality, where you were raised, where you've grown up, where you're at currently, compared to what's obviously an American perspective. Um, But with that being said, this has been a discussion kind of around religion, spirituality, It's been new. We've pushed each other a little bit today, but it's been a good episode, and we thank you for listening, and this has been episode 9 of the Gen Z Stoic Podcast.